0: Here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon to everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Stacey Talks Money podcast. I am Stacey. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, this evening we will have a guest. Her name is Beth, and she's a photographer, and she also deals with um, counseling people who deal with um who have, I would say, issues dealing with forgiveness, fear, and we're gonna talk about how that intertwines with actually your finances, you know, good and bad. So we're gonna talk about that, and I'm really excited. We're gonna talk about her photography, then we're gonna talk about that. And um, just to give a little introduction again, my name is Stacy, and I am a business coach, uh, tax professional, bookkeeping professional, um, numbers person. So that's uh, you know the basis of this show. We're going to talk about everything, money, financial, your business, the good, the bad. All right. But we're definitely going to... I'm going to get everybody in shape for their businesses and their finances because... This year, everybody's going to really make that money that's necessary. So, definitely thank you for tuning in again. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. My Instagram page is Stacy Talks Money Podcast. You can email me at Stacy at Gmail. Okay. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in this evening. So, I'm just gonna uh, briefly because everybody knows it's tax season right now, and I know everybody's rushing to file their taxes. um, And I just wanna let people know that, uh, you know, even though the tax season has started, you know, don't rush. You know, I meet a lot, I talk to a lot of customers. Sometimes they're just rushing, rushing, rushing. And we just started the tax season and they've already filed two amendments. You know, so just hold off. Sometimes forms come later, especially for 1099s. A lot of 1099s when you're like, um, when you do, uh, let's say Uber, food delivery, side jobs. You're a contractor. You know you're gonna get sometimes a lot of 10.99s, and sometimes those do come a lot later than your W-2. So you know, just kind of hold hold off from filing if you can. But I know everybody wants to rush and do it early, but sometimes it's good if you just um, take your time before you file your taxes. So this evening, I just wanted to briefly go over. Um, some tips uh for people filing their personal and their business taxes um first i wanted to talk about um the filing statuses i know a lot of times people get a little confused when it comes to filing statuses uh for your taxes now when it comes to your business there's no filing statuses either you know your llc your s corp your c corp that's but your filing status you always you're either going to be single And single just means you're single, no kids, no dependents. It's just you. That's it. That's what single means just you. All right. The next final status is married. And married means you're legally married to someone, not certain states. um, It's kind of different when it's common law. But, you know, I'm talking for New York, you have to be legally, legally married to file married. Now, uh, some people who are married, they also file married filing separate. And married filing separate basically just means that you want your tax liabilities to be separate from your spouse. And a lot of married people do that. They do file separately. I mean, you you don't have to file together. It's really a personal, it's really not necessary, but I know certain situations, people, um, it would be best that they file together um, you know, there's certain uh, like immigration purposes, you know, you should be filing together with your spouse. But other than that, there's it's really not necessary to file together with your spouse. I know a lot of times uh, tax preparers and they'd say you have to, but it's really, really not necessary. Um, when you have, let's say two or three kids, it's always best in my professional experience that, you know, Each person takes a kid because you'll kind of get more credits. You'll get more back because remember, if you're filing together, um, it's like the income becomes one. So if you make 50, your spouse makes 50, then you're going to be taxed on a hundred thousand. But if you file 50 and your spouse files 50, it will be separate and it's lower. That's the the easiest way for me to explain how to file um, married filing separately. Now, the next status is head of household. Head of household just means you're the head of the household, meaning you have a dependent. Now, the dependent can be someone who lives with you. A dependent can also be someone who does not live with you. could be like your parents, but you have to prove that this is your dependent and you are taking care of them. So basically, that's what head of household means. Head of household just means you have a dependent you have someone you're claiming for whether they live with you or not, but you have a dependent to claim that is head of household. Because a lot of times people who are single think, well, I'm the head of household because I work, I pay my, yes, you're the head of, technically you're the head of your household, but head of household just means you have a dependent, someone to claim for. And the next status that um, people file is called widower, qualifying widower. And with qualifying widower, um, it just means that let's say your spouse passes away, God forbid, last year. For this filing season, which would be 23, you would claim qualifying widower and the next season in 25, you would also claim qualifying widower because you only get two years to file that. So the first year following um, your spouse passes away, For those next two years, you will file qualifying widower only for those two years. And then after that, you could go back to whatever filing status, um, whether it be head of household or single, you know, whatever filing status you choose to go back to. But you can only claim that for two years. Now, when getting uh, ready for tax season and filing your taxes, make sure that you have the correct Social Security numbers. Uh, for yourself and for your dependents, because a lot of times returns get um, rejected because of the social security number does not match. One digit off, it happens all the time. People put in the wrong social. Also the name, the spelling of the name has to be correct. Make sure the person has a middle initial and the IRS has that middle initial, you have to file it the same way all the time because a lot of times people might, one year they file it without the middle name and then the next year they're filing with the middle name and the IRS is going to say, wait a minute, you keep switching it up. You have to go by what the IRS has and what is on your social security card. So always make sure the name is correct. That's another reason why a lot of returns get rejected. The name is not matching up. Uh, also, when you get your W-2s, make sure that all the information is correct. Make sure you're filing for the correct year. A lot of times people, sometimes when they're rushing, they pull an old W-2 thinking they can file it or by mistake. No, the W-2 has to be for the year you're filing for. You can't file for 23 and you're pulling a W-2 from 2020 because I've seen it happen. People think, you know, or if you're, oh, I missed 22, can I file it for 23? No, no, the W-2, all your documents. They have to have the current date that you're filing that um, return for. Uh, your W-2s have to be correct. Your 1099s have to be correct if you're getting 1098s. Uh, if you're getting, um, a lot of people get the 10, a lot of people get the 1095A, and that's when you have uh, insurance through the marketplace, and that's basically um. I know in New York we call it the marketplace, but different uh, regions they call it different things. But it's more like a Medicaid. If you have a Medicaid plan, you're going to have a 1095A. And that's just to show that you've had coverage for those months, you know, whatever months. Also, if you get any letters from the IRS, it's always best to have it when you're filing your taxes, because sometimes there might be information on there that you might need to put on your tax return, whether you're doing it yourself or you might have someone doing it for you. It's always best any letters or anything you receive from the IRS. Now, um, when it comes to your personal taxes, like I said, make sure if you're filing for your kids, you make sure you have their socials you have any um, school records, sometimes, you know, if two if two people try to claim for the same child, the IRS is gonna say, wait a minute, we need to know who really has this child and they're gonna ask you for proof to verify, you know, that um, the child is in your care and you're filing for that child correctly. So always make sure you have all your documentation for your kids, um, all your dependents, um, If you have a home, make sure you have your 1098s for your home to claim the mortgage interest, the points. Um, What else, what else, what else? Um, If you have any medical bills, make sure you have those medical bills that you've paid in excess of anything that your insurance does not cover, make sure you have those. You can also claim that. If you make any donations, you can um, claim that back on your taxes also. whether it's cash or um, material things, you just have to have some kind of documentation and some kind of proof that you know you are you did um, donate these items. Now a lot of people get confused when they get 1099s because there are so many different 1099s that you can get. The different kind of 1099s you can get is a 1099G. And when you get a 1099G, that is money received. Uh, Most times a 1099G is when you win either from the lottery or some kind of prize or cash settlement, you would get a 1099G, especially if you go to the casino, different place and you win a cash prize over a certain amount, you're going to get a 1099G. There's a 1099NEC and that's for non-employee compensation. And that just means that you're a contractor. A lot of people who do Uber, Lyft, and these different ride share apps, delivery apps, you're gonna get a 1099 from them because you're not a regular employee. When you're a regular compensated employee, you will get a W-2. There's also a 1099 LTC. And that's just basically um, for any long-term care or death benefits you may receive for your spouse or loved one um, if you have like power of attorney. And also there's just a basic 1099 if you did any kind of contract work or anything. Uh, When it comes to your business, make sure that you have all of your receipts, um, anything you've paid for uh, for your business, um, whether it be meals, Your advertising, your supplies, if you have a storefront, your rent, you know, you have to account for all of these things. And another thing, when you have a business, you should be claiming a home office deduction. I know a lot of people who have businesses are not aware of that, but you should collect, uh, you should claim for the home office deduction when you have a business because the IRS looks at it like this. You have a small business, whether it's a storefront or an online, they figure
1: you're doing some kind of work from home and you would need some kind of off space or to do work from home for that business. So you should
0: always claim the home office deduction for your business. Also, you can also... And the Augusto rule just means it allows homeowners to rent out their home for up to 14 days per year without without needing to report the rental income on the individual region. Clean means that you can rent out your home or if you have a space to any business. Their space to their own business. That's why it's important when you have a business to have a virtual address so they can't connect the two together because you can't claim your... You can't do both. Okay, so that is called the Augusta... I always say Augusto. That is called the Augusta rule. That means that you can um, rent out your home or your space. Any dwelling uh, can be rented out for 14 days tax-free. So if you have a business or even your own business, you can rent it out for up to 14 days per year and you could collect that benefit for your business or any other business. Okay, and it has to be um, your primary residence, or well, if it's a secondary residence, it would have to be a rental uh, property where you can uh, claim that rule. And you know, if you have a, um a S Corp or C Corp, you're going to have to have your K1. Uh, some businesses have K2s, K3s when it's certain levels of the business, but definitely have that. If you have um, an accountant, make sure they did all your figures correctly and you're claiming all your credits for your business. All right. So that's just a briefing for you guys for tax season I know everybody, um, you know, most people, they go to someone to do their taxes. And for me, I feel that's the best option. You know, if you're kind of not sure what to do, or, you know, it's always best either you just Take it to someone. There's a lot of different tax franchises out there or, you know, you can definitely use TurboTax. Hint, hint. Um, You know, there's other companies out there, you know, where they have great support and you could do it yourself online and they have agents that could help you. So, you know, when in doubt, definitely, you know, look out for help. When it comes to your taxes. Okay. If you have any questions, don't rush anything. Don't do anything that you're not comfortable with, or it doesn't make sense. If you feel like you're doing your taxes and it's going left and you're doing it yourself, go to a professional. And if you need any help, definitely reach out to me. If you have any questions or concerns, uh, you can email me at stacytalksmoney@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All right. So now we're going to bring our guest on Miss Beth. She's waiting patiently.
2: Oh, yay. Yay. thank you. Thank you. How,
0: how are you? I'm doing
2: great. How are you? Um,
0: good, good. Excited to have you on the show. Very, very excited. Um to talk about your photography and to also talk about, you know, forgiveness, fear, grief. These are two great topics to talk about, you know, and they definitely coincide with each other.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I really appreciate you inviting me. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. You never know how things will go. I'm always telling people your network is your net worth. And we met very briefly. We did. Her and I want to give Brooklyn Commons
0: out (laughs) a shout out. Yes, Brooklyn Commons. Yes, I'm trying to get Miss Joanne on too, but you know, she's so busy too. Shout out to her. Yes, so.
2: It was yeah. so nice meeting you then. And I really appreciate you remembering yeah. me and inviting me. So thank you. Yeah, I
0: always tell people networking and sometimes those small five minute interactions, they really do mean a lot. And, you know, I just gravitated towards you, even though we just spoke briefly and I told you, okay, I'll follow up on Instagram and we just chatted briefly, you know, it it, it just means so much. And it's it's great to connect with good people, you know, just good, good people. And I'm really happy.
2: Yes, I'm so excited. You said something when you were talking earlier, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk some more about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, of course. And, sure. So introduce yourself to the audience.
2: Yes, sure. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And my name is Beth, Beth Brown. And I also go by Babs of Babs Photography. And I I'm a professional photographer of over a decade, and I'm also a breakthrough coach, which is more recent in the past couple of years. So most people know what a professional photographer is. I'm a portrait photographer Um, Mm. and a breakthrough coach. What I do, what I focus in on is helping women and men to elevate their lives after going through a heartbreak or a trauma so that they can, you know, have healthier relationships, happier relationships, more peace, more confidence, and right. not rush. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: earlier, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about that some more. Yes.
0: Yes, definitely. Okay, so first let's talk about your photography.
2: Sure. So I am a photographer. I'm a portrait photographer. And So that means that I have worked with a lot of people. I've seen a lot of different things over my 10 years. And a lot of times, speaking of fear and everything, a lot of times people will say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not ready yet. I want to lose like X number of pounds or I want to do this or that. And then they end up putting their shoot off for months, could be like a year or more. Um, And the thing is, you don't want to like rush it and like, you know, and just try to book something overnight because then no one's really ready. But at the same time, you're never married to your photograph, right? You always want to update your headshots every year or so, you know, your branding photos, different things. So, you know, a lot of people are so concerned sometimes about how you look in front of the camera or, you know, not feel comfortable. Um, but that's my job as a, as a photographer to talk with people. Uh, so making them feel comfortable, relaxed in front of the camera, uh, giving them tips for posing, you know, it's okay. If you don't know what to do in front of the camera, <laughs> most of the people that I work with don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. Great. That is so wonderful. That's really, really nice. And photography—is that your first love, or is it a side thing? Is it just?
2: It's my primary source of income at this time. <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Okay. Yeah. But that. So. So that it, it does go back to childhood. You know, mm. I was always fascinated. Um, my dad had a professional level camera that he would not let me touch.
0: <laughs> of course, back then, no.
2: <laughs> he was probably like fourth grade you. I know fourth grade you. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no. Okay, great. So you've always had that love and that passion for photography.
2: Yes, I have. Okay, so did you go to any
0: kind of schooling for
2: photography? No, my like my professional training and background is in sociology, French, and teaching, education. I was an Oh, oh yeah.
0: wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So but you have a very diverse background.
2: It is. But but it all does tie together. So like for teaching, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I am. As a breakthrough coach, I teach people strategies for, you Ooh. know, elevating their lives after going through something painful in the photography, right? I'm teaching people how to pose, how to feel comfortable in their bodies, right? So there's right. So, so much teaching that goes into it. Um, yeah. Yes. So it okay. All-
0: so let's yeah. talk about your coaching where you coach people in forgiveness and fear and moving on and how that actually, how would I say it? It aids people in sometimes mishandling their finances, whether personal or business, because it does affect you.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to connect this to photography. And I say this a lot. I say this a lot. Photography actually, do you know what it means?
0: No, I'm going to be honest. No.
2: Okay. A lot of people don't, but you're going to know soon. So photography in Greek means drawing with light. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically what you need is you need a light source. So however long that the shutter is open is how the camera or how the film, what used to be film, it's now digital, how the image is recorded. Right. And this is very similar with finances, with ourselves, you know, our lives, just in general, our mindset, because a lot of times uh, we record things. Mm. so from like I want to be very clear I'm a coach I'm not a therapist I'm not a counselor I'm not a neuroscientist right. Right. <laughs> Just to be very clear I'm a coach I mentor people I teach people yeah but yeah. I, I'm not a therapist <laughs> right I, I just wanted it real clear and but from you know birth to about age seven we're just mm. absorbing we're taking things in and we're recording so mm. like seeing our parents do, our friends do, just like our environment, our teachers, our classmates, our peers, strangers, you know, you go to the grocery store, right? You see a baby and they're just looking around, right? They're just trying to take it in. Like, what's an apple? (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're always like recording and we're drawing all these things into our our minds, into our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as a result, we may have different things that make us afraid of let's talk about money since this is a money show right
0: we talk about the money here
2: yes maybe too comfortable with money uh and you know different ideas that we have about money and so Mm -hmm. for example a lot of people may start a non-profit not because they necessarily even really want to start a non-profit Mm -hmm. but they think a noble thing to do. And I've had people say to me, you know, I want to start a nonprofit. It's like, why do you want to start a new nonprofit? And there's right. nothing against, this is no shade against nonprofits, right?
1: right? Right.
2: But when you're starting a nonprofit because you just want to help people mm-hmm. and you don't, but you secretly would like to make some money. And so right. then. You're having to put your own money into it. And then you're finding as you're going through it that you're not getting grants or you're struggling to get grants and people aren't seeing the vision or whatever. And you're like, but I'm just trying to right. help And now there's no gratitude. So you have to start wondering, why did you want to start a nonprofit?
0: Right, you know, right, right. What's
2: the right. real motivation? Are you afraid to be honest and say, I would like to make a million dollars every year or $10 million every year? you know.
0: You're right, people have to be honest in their intentions, whether business or personal, because a lot of times we see it all the time with these nonprofits and come to find out, not all, sometimes they steal the funds. It's not distributed the way it should. Right. It's
2: yeah.
0: unfortunate.
2: And it's not to say that as a nonprofit, you can't make, you know, a lot of money. Rolex is a nonprofit. The NFL is a nonprofit, right? So there there right. can be. A lot of money that you make in the nonprofit, but at the same time, just like the motivation, are you doing it because you don't want the people around you to think you're "quote unquote" greedy, or or are you really just genuinely trying to, you know, make an impact right. in the world and use this as a tool? You know.
0: Right. And we have a question. So, uh, one of our followers is asking, can you have a nonprofit and an LLC? And from a business coach's standpoint, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Definitely. You can definitely have both. You know, sometimes people think, oh, can I have both? I can only have one. You can have LLCs. You can have nonprofits. You can have S-Corps, C-Corps partnerships. You definitely can have that. But like we said, your intentions, you have to know what your intentions are for the nonprofit.
2: Yes. You have to be
0: honest. Yes. Yes. And any business, you should be honest. You know, it doesn't matter. um, Nonprofit or LLC should always be honest. Um, So let's talk about the financial aspect of when people are going through trauma.
2: Yes. So I'll I'll share my personal experience with finances going through trauma because, and and specifically on forgiveness. So what Mm -hmm. happened with me is I was already a uh, professional photographer. This was obviously before I became a coach, becoming a coach is after going through everything. What I was doing specifically was I was very angry. I was very angry with myself for things that happened to me and then I was also, it was a physical trauma that I went through. And then after that, there was a heartbreak, two different Mm. people. So Mm. I was just angry and I was ashamed. And I also was not being honest about what had happened to me. So Mm. what happened is I kind of started in my imagination thinking that, you know, when you go out, people say, especially in New York City, so what have you got going on? (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 Honestly, I, I, I don't like when people do that. I think I always let people speak what they're going on with that. So it. So it kind of pressures people to feel like, okay, I should be doing something. You yes. know, when you're not, you feel that pressure.
2: Yes. And then when you, when I personally, I don't want to speak for other people, but when I personally went through trauma, I felt like I had nothing going on. It wasn't that I didn't have anything going on. There were things going on, but it was so consuming and the anger and the unforgiveness was so consuming that I felt like I don't want to have to answer the question of, so what do you have going on? What's, what's good in your life? Like, I didn't, I didn't want to have to deal with any of that. So
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't become a total hermit. I was still going out and about. I was still doing things. And most people Mm -hmm. didn't know, but I wasn't as open and I was shut down. Mm -hmm. So as a result, I wasn't Mm -hmm. at the same level I had been before. And the other thing is, is that because I was holding on to unforgiveness, it does an I, this is going to sound, I am not new age at all. <laughs> I teach everything quickly, right. but it was affecting like the energy I was putting out, right? Mm. Um, like the spiritual energy I was putting out. And in fact, actually, I learned later on a few years into my struggles that when mm-hmm. you are holding on to unforgiveness, God does not hear your prayers. Mm. So there. There are verses in the Bible that says, if I forgave you, the measure that you forgive others is the measure that I will forgive you. And if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. So it's like very, um, from a spiritual level, very, very important that we have a clean heart towards people. And so
1: Mm.
2: when we're in business and we're trying to grow our business or develop our business, and we're seeking help or guidance from God, but yet we're in a place where we're angry, where we haven't taken the time to heal from hurt. We're actually, without realizing it, sabotaging ourselves. Our prayers are not going through. So prayer for someone who doesn't pray. This might not be relevant, but if you are someone who's in you want to make sure, you know, I don't know who all is listening. <laughs> you want to make sure that you're forgiving people, that you're really examining your heart so that that channel is open between you and God and you can receive the blessings. What happened is in 2019, the very end, um, well, a couple things had happened leading up to that, but like my final, final motivation was, I said, it's going to be 2020 very soon. It's going to be a brand new decade. I don't want to Mm -hmm. take any last residue of anything um, from the previous decade in right. to this new decade. And so I really just kind of yeah. everything go. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is like 2018, 2019, were not very good years for my business. Mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. as you and everyone else knows who's gonna be watching even the replay, no, it was quite an adventurous year. And as a photographer who works in person, I should have really not been successful. But that's actually when my business started coming back. My business started growing. And so I actually made more money as a photographer in 2020 after I had forgiven, after I'd let go of everything Um, and forgiven myself, forgiven who I was angry at. You know, it kind of made no sense technically, you know. Um, but it ended up being a the start of my business coming back. So yes. Uh oh, Stacy, did you freeze? Uh oh.
1: Hi. <laughs> yeah, just stay on. She's coming back. Everybody, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stacy, talk.
0: You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time stops, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> get to
1: it. Okay, we're back with Stacy Talk podcast uh we have this best in here with us with we'll level up with best how are you doing best this is john network it's great to hear oh. you how
2: are you
1: yeah i'm fine thank you uh stacy will be back in a second so we'll just keep rolling while she's not here sure so, finish telling us about what made you start your photography business
2: What made me start the photography aspect of my business? Yeah. Well, I needed money. (laughs) (laughs) That's the short answer. Uh, The longer answer is I was teaching when I first, I'm not originally from New York City. I'm originally from upstate New York. And when I moved to Brooklyn, it was 2007 and I was under the Bloomberg era. And Mm. he did not believe in giving teachers any raises. Oh okay. Yeah, and I needed extra money. <laughs> so I had, I had worked with a wedding photographer, so that was my training upstate. And then what happened is I moved down here, and I eventually I was here for a couple years, and then eventually got like a professional level camera of my own. And I ended up getting invited on a film set to do some behind-the-scenes photography. And it was like an independent film um, that was being shot. And one of the actors asked me if I did headshots. I would never done a headshot in my life. <laughs> but I knew I needed some extra money. <laughs> so I said, yes. Oh. And that was how I got my first client and that...
1: It's gone from there. So where did, where, okay, so you started with the headshot. Yeah. What made you, um, let me come on so I can see so you. Can see well, there, there you are.
2: Go. It's so much better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to think you were here by yourself. So, you started with the headshot and then you went on to the, well, more photography. Um, like you said, a lot of people start in school and then start in school, started to, um, started you didn't go to school for it, but you did start in your own lane and fashion. Um, where, where did you see yourself going with photography? Did you see it was going to be a lifelong um, thing or it just it was just a start to get income?
2: Uh, kind of both. So I would say my dreams or goals for photography are, are very different now than they were. But at the beginning of it, I had a lot of pressure, and I thought to be a successful photographer, I needed to shoot celebrities. I have, but it's you know, it's celebrities. To be honest, are just regular, normal people. They just happen to be well known. Um. So, uh. But so that I also thought I wanted to have my photography on the cover of Vogue. Uh, I now have absolutely no desire to ever have my any of my photos <laughs> on the cover of Vogue. I don't even really subscribe to Vogue <laughs> these days yeah. and things that they're about. So, you know, uh, I, I really... What I really love doing is working with people and I really love seeing how my work as a photographer and even as a coach can make an impact. and you know the a, a great headshot for like that very first actor that I worked for, right? His headshot, he booked a lot of work out of that deal. you know, I charged him eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I did charge him even though I'd never done a headshot before. and I think, that's important to talk about is like our self-confidence and our self-esteem. And, uh, I think that $80 was probably fair given the fact that I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) and it was literally Mm -hmm. my first time ever doing it. So, but still a lot of times people will think, oh, it's my first photo shoot that I've ever done or my first, whatever it is that you're starting as a business owner. Right. And there's nothing wrong with doing, I, I, I have, you know, I, I will donate my time. I've donated my time for different projects that I felt were really important, you know, as community service. But there's a difference between donating your time because you feel passionate or because you feel deeply committed to supporting something and furthering something in the community versus giving something away for free because you don't feel like you deserve it yet or you don't feel like you have the value or the expertise yet. Well, there was something that I had of value and expertise, even though I had never done a headshot before I had worked with a wedding photographer and I knew that I could do it, you know? So I didn't give it away for free. I charged them.
1: So um, before I go and let y'all to finish up, I just want to know what um you said, you don't want to be in Vogue anymore, but have you been in any magazine?
2: I have. I have had work published in magazine. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: Yes. Don't ask me right now off the top of my head. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> yes, well,
2: yes, yes.
1: Well, I'm gonna let you two finish up your interview, and thank you, and I appreciate your time.
2: Oh, I appreciate you too, Don. Thank you. Hi, Stacey. I'm so happy to see you. I missed you. <laughs> Oh no, Stacy. So anyway, as I was saying, um, I would encourage anyone who's listening, as a business owner, yeah, to you. not think about what you don't have, not think about what you don't lack, and this is where forgiveness comes in a lot of times, and um, a lot of times that, like I was saying before, you know, when. Uh, we're growing up or even as teenagers or adults, we we start recording we these light images or these thoughts in our minds that like, oh, I have to have this degree or I have to have that or I have to have, you know, even to start a business, a logo and brand colors and a website. And you don't have to have all of these things that you often think you need to do to be of value, Right. What value are you bringing to people? And, and so thinking about yourself from a place of worth and uh, to do that, a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves that we may not have uh, what someone else has, right? So for example, right? Oh, hi, Stacey.
0: I'm back. I'm sorry about that. My, my internet is not cooperating with me tonight.
2: That's
0: all right. But you're you're in good hands. You were the big boss, so
2: you're in good hands. <laughs> yes, yes. I I I'm enjoying <laughs> Yes. Yes. So uh so yes. So you know, sometimes I would think, oh, well, as a photographer, I would compare my work, right, with photographers on Instagram. Instagram started out uh if you were there at the beginning, when started, it started out really as a photographer platform. I compare my work and I'd be like, oh, I don't have this yeah. lighting equipment. Or I don't have that. Or I don't have this thing, right. Or my photo doesn't look the same as someone else's." It shouldn't. Nor right. should it. Because I have my own style. Every photographer has their own style. And so... A lot of times, whatever it is, you know, whether you're a bookkeeper, all bookkeepers, right? Stacey, you have your style and your way of working with people. Right. Yeah. Another bookkeeper has their style and it's not like a right or wrong thing. Everyone has their own area of expertise, their own personality, the the things that they bring to the table, like how do other people feel? Right. Right.
0: And I totally agree with that because I I get that a lot in the coaching space. People always want to, well, what can you do for my business? Can you get me a million dollars? And it's like, (laughs) I can't do that. You know, I'll try, but I can't guarantee that. So I feel the challenges, too, in that space. So, yeah, you're always kind of challenged, you know.
2: Yes. And then money, right? Like I don't have the money. Like I'm afraid I can't do it because I don't have the money. Well, you might Mm -hmm. not have the money. I don't Mm -hmm. have the money in, in, in certain areas. Right. So, but it's like, how do you make it work? Right. So Mm -hmm. for example, um, at one point I needed a new camera, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the money for the new camera. Right. But I did have some money to buy a new lens. So what I did was I upgraded the quality of my lens. Right. Mm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to sometimes get creative and figure out, how can I make this work? You know, instead of talking about, like, what don't I have? What do I have? <laughs> right. You know? Instead of being afraid of what I don't have. And why am I afraid of not having anyway? Who mm-hmm. told me to be afraid when I don't have? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, most people are intimidated and then you have to figure something out in order to go to the next level. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's about pushing. It's yeah. about having faith. Like you said, listen, if you don't have that strong faith, a lot of it doesn't come to fruition anyway. So, you know, you right. definitely got to have that strong faith. Yes, yeah. and And don't be afraid to jump out the window. That's the most important thing. That's what I tell everybody. But- Don't be afraid to jump out the window. Jump out the window. You might succeed, and you might not. I mean, most like you said, most famous people, they're just regular people, but they jumped out the window. They took a chance, and that's basically what I tell everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go well, it. Yeah. A lot of people have gone bankrupt in their businesses. A lot of people have started 10, 20 businesses before they had a business that succeeded. So yeah, you really might fail. If, most if, people if switch businesses all on your face.
0: Often. It's, yeah. It's a- most people in the first five years, they've switched their businesses at least three to four times in the first five years of being an entrepreneur. So, and these are statistics, you know, most people, they start one business, it fails, they start something else, it fails. And, you know, until you really get your niche, you have to try and fail.
2: Well, I feel like we've been conditioned for so long. Like we go to school. Kindergarten's Thanks. fun. Preschool is probably fun. I never went. My mom never sent me to pre-K. I don't know why. But anyway.
1: Oh boy.
2: <laughs> I went to kindergarten and then I was like, "Who are these kids?" Because I had only been adult around adults. I'm an only child. i would only been around adults and yeah. adults. Mm. I deal with people my own age. It's <laughs> so socially awkward in kindergarten. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um. But, you know, talking about forgiveness, you know, sometimes you have to forgive yourself for, like, I don't always know what to do. Like, when I was in kindergarten, I just didn't know what to do um, with my own age group. But, yeah, we're taught, like, probably starting in first grade, you have to get the right answer. And if you fail a test, right? and right. You don't get the little – okay, so I was in the 80s. But you don't get the little scratch and sniff sticker. And you don't get yes. the silly face. And And yes. uh, – And and you start to feel like it's bad. And so a lot of kids get discouraged and they think they're stupid. There's a lot of really awful Mm -hmm. things that the way the system has been set up, it conditions us to think that failure is bad. And I'm not saying we should aim to fail, (laughs) but, but it, it's not the world and it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means it didn't work out the way you had thought it was going to work out.
0: And you learn, you learn from your failures. You learn, okay, well, I failed maybe because I did this. Let me try and do something different next time.
1: Yeah,
0: That's all you can yeah. do. You can learn from it. You know, failures are good. Yeah. I always say people is either yes or it's no. You tell me, yes, I'm happy. You tell me no, I'm still happy. But if you tell me no, I'm trying to figure out why did you tell me no? Yeah.
2: And no doesn't even always mean no, it might mean you asked, yes. you said, why did you tell me no, you take the feedback, you improve it, and then you can go back to the person and be like, hey, remember, uh, that conversation we had just FYI, right. I reworked this, you might be interested now, and no can be negotiated. I mean, unless it has to do with sex and you're forcing someone on. Yeah, then, then means no,
0: that's a whole nother like show.
2: No, yes. 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 <laughs> no, right. no means no. Yes. that's not yes. negotiable. Definitely. <laughs> Every once in a while, a no is not negotiable. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you know,
1: you know how and and it's crazy when I started this business. Um, I heard a lot of no. I know you know it's not going to work. No. You're, you a lot of no's, yeah. And it's crazy that I heard all those no's, and those are the no's that I want to say pushed me to go first. Mm-hmm. It pushed me to say, yo, listen, that no is going to make me go harder to get what I want. Yeah. So yeah. with all those no's, you're still here after three years. You're still consistent. you still growing each year to be better.
0: No's build no. you up. People don't realize when no. you get that no, it always makes you think, okay, why did that person tell me no? Is it something no. I did? You know, could I improve on things? Those no's do help. No's help.
2: Yes. Yeah. But you know, someone who has now, so there, so so yes, for like you or me, right? Mm-hmm. Stacy or Don, right. uh and no, we can take it, right? Right but there are people this is so important why healing while why it's very important as a business owner, but even if you're not a business owner, even if you're a professional nine to five, you might get a no for like the promotion to a manager or, you know, a leadership or a presentation or something, right?
0: People take those things very hard.
2: They take them very hard yeah. because yes. there is something inside of them that's not healed. And so healing is vital. So if we are going to be successful as business owners, right, we right. have to be healthy, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, you know, there's like mm. a lot of physical endurance. We need to have the proper food, nutrition, exercise, you know, like we have to have the physical stamina to keep up, but we also need our emotional health and our spiritual health. And depending on how deep the trauma is that someone's gone through or the abuse or different things, there is on a spiritual level even something called like a spirit of rejection that can come in and kind of be manipulating the person and it can make someone really take a no as the end of the world because for them it is and it's 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 like a spiritual thing that's weighing them down and so we have it's like our spiritual health and our emotional health and our physical health is so important Mm -hmm as entrepreneurs or just as professionals. And we can take that into our relationships. Like what happens when you get married and your spouse says no, or you're dating and someone says no,
1: Right.
2: I don't like that restaurant. It could be just right. like, no, I don't like that restaurant. And now all of a sudden your world is crushed and you think that that person is angry at you and doesn't like you anymore. No, right. they just don't like Thai food.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, it's that's true. Food.
2: But when we haven't healed, we take things so personally. So that's, you know, as a breakthrough coach, that's what I help people to do, you know, on a you know, personal and professional level is healing, going through steps and strategies for healing the emotional, the spiritual and the physical part. Because we're all, it's like all intertwined. We can't really separate ourselves.
0: Do you think sometimes people are emotional spenders? yeah I have and people, and people get into debt because of their emotions you do oh. you really believe that like when they say retail therapy I think that's a real thing
2: I think so yeah, yeah. Most yeah. People who do it, they
0: use retail as their their,
2: their the comfort. yeah but then afterwards then they look back and they're like what did I do and then they're shamed and so mm-hmm. they like I um my cousin had a friend of hers from college and one time um he was from was he from rochester i don't know how i ended up going with my cousin to seeing like his room he had piles and piles of shopping bags he hadn't uh, even opened
0: yep yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a and lot of people
2: different things like this was you know he was like 20 <laughs> yeah this never opened and and so, you know, there's something, you know, it doesn't mean to beat yourself up. It's just ask yourself questions without judgment, which mm-hmm. is like, why did why? I, why did I do that? And you may want to work with a therapist, you know, cause I, I coach, but I don't go through the shadow work or yes. you know, like going yes. back with people. I give strategies, but, you know, to figure out, what all is going on, and how this can be shifted so that we're not. But sometimes it's taught, you know. That's what our parents did, so it's right. just learned. Behavior. We follow what
0: our parents did. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always tell people, as a business coach, you know. Get your personal finances in order before you get a business because you have to look at it like this. If I'm paying rent now, if I want to get a storefront or a business, that's rent twice. Let's just say those are my all of my bills twice. Can you handle that? And most people they can't,
2: and that's okay. If you can't, then you just get yourself and you work with Stacy. Right. on right. getting yourself to that place where you can. Right. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, well, I can't do it. And so they quit and they just shut down. But right. you can. It just right. might take a few extra steps leading up to get to that place where you can. yeah, Yeah.
0: And I think sometimes even with the internet, people see other people thriving in their businesses and they think it happens overnight. And it's not. It's a mm-hmm. lot of hard work. You have to make, spend money to make money. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that you have to spend money in order to make money. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you have marketing
1: to. Marketing alone is expensive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. have to market yourself because how do you expect anybody else to see your brain? And, yes. and you, you have do. to
0: spend on marketing. You have to. Yes. You have to. It's crucial.
2: Yes. But sometimes people are the opposite. They're afraid to spend. They're not afraid to buy the new sneakers, but they're afraid to buy the new headshots or they're afraid to buy the uh, the time of a marketing coach or they're afraid to t- buy the time of a bookkeeper to help them get their invoices straight.
0: You I know? realize that people are just, you remember a few weeks ago with those, uh, I don't even want to give them, but the Stanley Cups. I made a comment on a post and I've never had so many response. I said, people <laughs> would spend this kind of money on a cup. But if you would tell them to hire a business coach or somebody to help them with their finances, they would never spend the money. And I got so much flack for that. Because I'm like, people are spending hundreds of dollars on a cup, but you wouldn't spend hundreds of dollars to get your business together, to get your finances in order. These things are important too. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, mean, I was so shocked. It is. But then again, it's like, why, why, why is this? Why do I value a cop oh, more than, yeah. Entertainment more yeah. than going to a bookkeeper. Like, right, right. And, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, maybe it's okay where your value system is. You decide, you get to decide.
1: But then when you're failing, you can't blame nobody but yourself.
2: You can't blame mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't blame someone yep. else. Yeah, you have to.
0: Yeah, you got to take up accountability. You know, like I tell people, you have to take accountability. You can't, when it's your business, you can't leave it up to somebody else. Even if you have a bookkeeper, you have some, you have to be able to read those financial statements too. That's what I try to teach people. Yes, you have a bookkeeper. You have a tax person. You have someone doing your, your books for you, but you still have to be able to read it over and say, well, okay, this doesn't look too right. Can you just explain this to me or let's go over this? You still have to know what's going on. Because there's a lot of people, even when it comes to the nine to five, I ask them, how much do you make? They have no idea. They really, they have no clue. Right. Right. (laughs) No clue how much they make, how much their bills are. No, no idea. No clue.
2: I feel like (laughs) this is my theory, because again, I'm a coach. This is based on myself, based on observing other people and everything. But, you know, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Right. Fear is really a lot of the root of it. And so there may be, you know, am I afraid to have someone look at my numbers? Am I afraid Uh, to look at my numbers? Why do you feel
0: embarrassed?
2: Numbering the way Mm. I want them to number. And I don't want someone else judging me. So that's where as a tax accountant or a bookkeeper, you make Mm. people feel comfortable and know that you're not judging them. You know, like you're not going to judge them for the, $500 $500 they made and the $5,000 they lost. But there's. A and lot- that,
1: that part right there mm-hmm. is so true because that's yes. how I was the first year I had to do my taxes. I was just like, this is embarrassing. I really don't want to get it done. I think a lot I knew of people I had to get it fear, done. Yeah, <laughs> it's embarrassment why they they she don't want to like, take control of
0: their no finances money. or they don't want to oh see God, professional help. Because that's fear that this person is going to judge me, you know? Yeah.
2: What if word gets out that I don't have it together? Right. Mm -hmm. What if the word gets out? Here's the thing that I find. When we take our story and we tell it, then no one has to find out. So when Mm -hmm. we are honest with ourselves and we start also just not hiding in shame, there is healing Mm -hmm. in talking, right? Right. Part of my healing, I went through a, a physical trauma. I went through rape, right? Part of my feeling for that has been to talk about it. Hmm. But people don't realize and people think that holding it in is what's going to make it better. Or they can pretend it or forget it away, right? But it's not going to go away and it's going to show up in other areas. Then you have couples, they fight over money. But maybe there isn't the transparency. Maybe there's a fear to sit down and like share with your spouse. Like this is how ugly my finances are. You know, even before while you're dating, maybe this person won't date me anymore. If I don't have an 800 credit score, If my credit score is like 500.
0: People hide their finances, especially in relationships. That's the number one reason that people break up is finances. Yes, definitely. It's the num. I think it's the number one. It may not, it may be infinite, but I think the number one, honestly, is finances. Cause people lie.
1: I think it's, have yeah, habits, I have to agree with you. It's more yeah. finances than it is even, um infidelity.
0: And on both because
1: ends, a lot of people can cannot to um, ante-
0: everything. Sometimes the man expects to, yeah. you know, it could go both ways when it comes to finances.
2: Well, uh, infidelity, I mean, maybe you're cheating yourself. Maybe you are cheating. Maybe it is a financial infidelity. Yeah. yeah. By not being honest, you know, by not disclosing. And then, and then it, you know, and you always want someone to think the best of you. So maybe you don't want people to know that you like retail therapy. And so you try to hide it during the dating years, but it's going to come out. Whatever is done in the dark always does come to light.
0: And it always comes out tax season too, because when that Uncle Sam takes that money, let's say it's the wife, she, the husband might owe something. She's going to say, well, you never told me you owed anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now the money's gone. You know, people have to very, be Very, very true. Yeah. People have to be honest. Do you owe any debt? Do you owe child support? Do you owe anything? Do you owe anything? You have to ask. And sometimes people are not truthful and it's it's wrong. It's wrong yeah yeah i mean you
1: know how that goes um before we go out ladies how y'all wanna
2: yes well beth um let everybody know how they can reach you yes so everyone can can i show my forgiveness journal because it's really really yeah this this is my 20-day forgiveness journal and it's a really great it's great for if you have to forgive someone else but the feedback I've gotten on it is it's really great for self-forgiveness. So you can find it on Amazon if you type in 20-Day Forgiveness Journal. You can go to my Instagram page, Babs Photography, LLC, and get it there. It's in the link in my bio. You can go to my website, levelupwithbeth.com. It's on my website, and you can it will take you to Amazon. But, um, you know, because everything that we've talked about, like the shame and the hiding, um, I don't want people to know that my credit score is like 500. I don't want people to know that I have all this debt. I don't want people, you know, especially if it's a significant other, then there may be things that are inside brewing that you actually need to forgive yourself for. I guess no one needs to do anything, but it would benefit you, (laughs) benefit you greatly in your business because. Self forgiveness is so important, then you're not having to compare yourself to all the other bookkeepers in the world, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And John, you're a producer, right?
1: Yeah, I'm producer and owner of the Evening Rush Network. Yeah,
2: he's the man. He's the boss. <laughs> So you you don't have to compare yourself to all the other network owners or all the other producers because you're at peace right. with yourself, right? You've forgiven yourself. Well, I,
1: I just put my I just put my 20 day forgiveness in my cart. I will be purchasing it tomorrow.
2: Awesome. So that's
1: the show this love and support awesome. that we appreciate you, you here. Thank
2: you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So it's like it's it's not, you know, this is only going to help you. When I forgave my business started coming back.
1: Mm. And so
2: and not only that, what I also learned by forgiving myself was how to take control of what I can control, even though there's other things that are not in control. And, you know, you it, it opens you up. It frees you to talk and to be honest, even with other people. Not that you should go around necessarily. Not all information is for everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not like every first date you go out on, you need to disclose everything, right? No, no. Not no. what I'm saying. Not everything is for no, everyone, no. but you know, you you're not afraid to share your story and to talk and and be who you are. So yes, yeah, get a journal.
0: <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. Thank you, Beth, so much. I really appreciate and. It. Oh, this was a great interview. I really appreciate you coming on this evening with me. Is, I appreciate it so this much. This is
2: so fun. I hope it gave people things to think about. I hope yeah. that will help people, you know, feel more comfortable. Um, And, you know, as well, like, they can reach out maybe more to you and feel more comfortable working with yes. you as a bookkeeper. Are you done with producing? Like, if they have anything to produce, like, oh, these people are really, you know, yes. sincere. They're not here to, you know...
1: Yeah, no, definitely not. Do
2: anything except to support me. And then yeah. if anyone needs any coaching support, you can reach me as well on my website, Level Up With Beth, or Instagram, Babs Photography, LLC.
1: Thanks, big bro.
2: Thank you for um, having me. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, I definitely, if it's fine with Stacey, I will be getting with you because I would love to have you on my show, which is called The Evening Rush. Ah, no. <laughs> okay. okay. Um... But yeah, definitely would love to have you on the show and you know talk more about the, um, the book and uh, you know and That's your photography great. as well. Yeah. So definitely.
2: Thank you. I look forward to it.
1: <laughs> All right. So thank guys,
0: thank you Jace, Jace, for tuning in. to your show. So. talks <laughs> my podcast.
2: Thank and you. We'll, we'll catch
1: right. you next week. Have a great weekend.
2: Good night.